Pro Football Network has dropped a new seven-round mock. We're going to break it down and discuss the best, worst, and sleeper picks next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Family, welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a uh, one of the national scouts over at the Draft Network and your local and favorite running back guru. And as always... You know who's with me, the champ himself. My boy Keith Sanchez that you can find on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up? What's up? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst at the Draft Network, man. And like my guy DPQ's up, man, 2019 national champ. But you know why we're here, man. We're here to bring you championship-level content when it comes to the NFL draft perspectives philosophies, prospects, and guess what? Today we have a mock draft. Yes, it's mock draft. Monday, we look into Pro Football Network's Ian Cummings' seven-round mock draft. Me and DP, we're going to cover the first two rounds and pick our best, our worst, and our sleeper picks from this mock draft. But DP, before we get started, man, why don't you kick them off with a sponsor real quick? Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners here get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps in the game. Keith. You know how we do with Mock Draft Mondays, man. We talk about the best, the worst, and the sleepers. We're going to kick it off with the best. We're going to start with the good news first, Keith. What start pick do you label as the best? What stood, what stood out of you out of this seven? We Like I said, it's seven rounds, guys, but we only really we really got to the meat and potatoes of the first two rounds. So what pick stood out to you, man? Man, so I'm I'm sitting there and I'm looking in round two, right? And, and I see Jameer Gibbs to the Chicago Bears. And I say, yes, 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 I like it. I like it. Um, Everyone knows I think Jameer Gibbs is an RB1 type of prospect. And if the Chicago Bears are able to get him in round two, and now you're talking about Jameer Gibbs with DJ Moore, with Chase Claypool, with Justin Fields, it just adds another offensive weapon, right? And we're talking about we, we talk about this, easy weapons. And I'm, what I'm talking about is Jameer Gibbs is a running back, but that can – obviously release out of the backfield, run those simple choice routes, right, that be able to route the linebackers up and give Justin Fields an easy opportunity to deliver the football. So I want to say he's one of those easy weapons for Justin Fields because there's somebody I can quickly get the football to, whether that's out in the flats or it's five, ten yards up the field. And this is a guy that once he has the ball in his hands, he can make some dynamic plays. So, man, Jameer Gibbs to the Chicago Bears, I think was my best pick that i seen from this mock draft. Listen, I love that pick, Keith. I really do. It's a simple fact that man, all the things you just labeled, he is one of the best running backs. He's he's in that top two with with B. John Robinson, Dennis Jameer Gibbs, and I think there's a little bit of a drop off when you look at RB three on back, man. But for me, I'm also going to the second round, Keith. I'm going to the second round 
to those Houston Texans, Keith. Okay. Dalton yeah. Kincaid, man. Getting Dalton, getting Dalton Kincaid in the second round to me feels like a steal, especially, I, Keith. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm preface this first okay. with the fact that, if, if you know, I want to give out too many nuggets out of this drip mock draft. But the Texans came away with a little bit of the haul, Keith, because they got Bryce Young with pick two in the first round. But with the 12th pick, they picked Jackson Smith and Jigba. So they go Bryce Young, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and then solidify that with a a dynamic, like literally to me, the best pass catching tight end in this class. A route runner, separator, great hands, a, a really competitive dude. Some people even throw another name, Travis Kelsey. I won't do that to the young man because that's unfair. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, to me, he is the best pass catching and receiving tight end. To get that guy in the second round after getting Bryce and JSN, Keith, I absolutely love this fit. I, I, it seems like I don't know if I'm picking up what you're putting down, DP, but. Uh, your Dalton Kincaid stock is consistently rising, man. I, I feel like you, yep. his stock is all the way up for Dalton Kincaid, man. He's talking about being one of the more buzzier names in this draft process. So I'm, I, I like that DP because we know that the Houston Texans they just simply need weapons, right? And and how do you how do you view the pairing of him and Brevin Jordan? Like, like how do you, how do you view that moving forward? Do you see a lot of two tight end sets or? Do you like? Do you think Don Kincaid comes in? He's the immediate starter, or you think Bourbon Jordan is the guy? Like, how do you how do you think they'll play off each other? I think they play off each other pretty well. I think Brevin Jordan um, will probably be, to me, could potentially be more of the tight end two in that set, um, where where you go ahead and and you. Create Dalton Kincaid. Not uh, he's not going to be the George Kittle of D'Amico Ryan's offense because Kittle is a complete weapon. You know, not only a receiver, but he blocks as well. Very Rob Gronkowski esque. But I think he can be that kind of mini version of, of, of Travis Kelsey of, of um Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, whereas it's more so in the receiving game, right? So I think you can come out in the two tight end sets. You can detach both of these guys. You can move them off the line, put them into the slot, put them into some bunch sets and get them on the motion and on the move. So I think they could pair well together. I think Brevin's a better blocker um, than, than Kincaid is at this point in his career. But I think in terms of the receiving skill set, I'm going to go Kincaid is tight end one for this offense. And I think those two guys can pair well off each other. One can, you know, especially with Kincaid, be able to attack all three levels of the defense, Keith, and yeah. be one of those, that type of tight end where defenses have to key in and pay attention to him to where if you're in those two type 12 personnel, you know what I mean? And then you're sitting there with the play action, the bootlegs, and if they're running a similar offense, you get an opportunity to get Brevin Jordan, kind of that big, that bigger, stronger runner to the catch option, get him quick, easy passes, and let him use that that straight line speed after the catch. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, and the theme is this, right? We, our best picks that we both picked were both young quarterbacks and surrounding them with more offensive weapons. And I, I mm-hmm. think that it's a um, – you know, it's interesting that we said the second round because we've continually told our listeners that, hey, we think the second, third round is the sweet spot um, for this entire draft, man. We think that's where you yeah. kind of get, you know, your best, I guess, bang for your buck, your best value, where the player's talent matches the, the, the value of the pick, man. But look, DP, we just went through the best picks, man. And, you know, we like to start this thing off positive, but we got to lean into Ian Cummins a little bit and talk about, um, you know, what picks we think were the worst picks of this mock draft. So coming up next, man. We're going to tear this mock draft up and figure out what's the worst picks of this mock draft. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile gaming app, and if you ever thought you'd make a good GM, 
you got to give it a try. I'm telling you right now, guys, it's not as easy as you might think to create yourself a dynasty. But with Ultimate Football GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including uh, uh, player negotiations, uh, salaries and terms, and also navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go and is as you want and when you want to. Locked on NFL Draft listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate gm.com. Ultimate Football GM starts your dynasty today. All right, Keith, the, the 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 bad, right? You know, we we went through the good. We gave Ian, our, you know, Ian's my guy. That's my brother, man. Yeah, so I gotta give him, gotta give him a hard time, Keith. And I'm gonna go down to your neck of the woods, man. Second round again. Um, he got, he had a a guy that I'm not as high on, Jalen Hyatt going to the New Orleans Saints. Keith, I seen that pick. I seen and that. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um. Because I feel as if he's such a one-trick pony to me, Keith, that I, I don't – like, and I know a lot of people really like the speed, right? 4-4-1, four, four, some people expecting 4-3 and all of that. But just his game is so raw to me in terms of press – facing press coverage, right? And, and you, those are some good defenses in the NFC South with Tampa yeah. and, you know, dealing with the, the cornerbacks at Atlanta and what they're probably going to have in this draft class and – Carolina and the litany of cornerbacks they have in that secondary, as well as their pass rush, man. I don't think you have all day to wait for him to gear up to speed and you're not going to get a ton of free releases, you know, unless, you know, you're on the move. So for me, having Chris Olave and Michael Thomas coming back, uh, I keep forgetting the young guy who he, he made a bit nice impact this year. Um, is it Rashid, Rashid Shahid. Shahid, yeah, Shahid, yeah. yes. Yep. So I feel like for me, I want to give him another chance to show that, hey, replicate that. Give me an encore and just even evolve even more from what you showed us in 2022 because I like the flashes he showed this past season, Keith. I just – I'm not a really big fan of Jalen Hyatt because I don't believe he's a guy that you can play on all downs um, and that his game is raw and somewhat limited. Yeah, I mean, so when I when I seen the picks, I, I obviously I went through it and it was close, right? It was it was real close for me. I, I almost listed it, and the reason I don't like it is this: we're talking about probably a duplicate skill set, and Chris Olave is better overall. And in watching New Orleans offense last year, Chris Olave was that take the top off guy, right? But he also we know that Chris Olave is a very in depth and nuanced route runner, so he can do different things. He can mix the route tree up. He can but. He was there, you know, the new, the rookie, the take the top off guy that Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston took shot plays with. And so bringing Jalen Hyde into that, I know you can kick Chris Olave over, but I mean, do you not want to target Chris Olave? You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of my yeah. thing. And I'd rather give those targets. And, and for the New Orleans Saints, man, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I would probably wait a little bit later because they're banking on Michael Thomas. And I know everybody's listening. It was like, man, when the, <laughs> when in the hell is the last time we seen Michael Thomas play? But, uh, 2002. Right. It's, it's, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. But they're banking on Michael Thomas. Um, then you have Chris Olave. So, you know, you're talking about a number three wide receiver. And if this Saints team has much 
Um, I think they have bigger needs compared to the wide receiver room at this moment, right? They need to find another edge rusher and, and things like that. So um, I think they can probably wait to the third, fourth round to find a wide receiver or sign a veteran. Um, so I, I thought that that one was kind of iffy for me, man. But talking about my worst pick, DP, listen, you made it all the way to the second round, man. My worst pick, it was six picks in, man, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew Will it. Will Levis to the Detroit Lions, and I said, I want no parts of it. And, and, and not so much the fit, but so much the fit. And what I'm saying is this, right, that if I'm the, the, the head coach for the Detroit Lions or the general manager, I'm not drafting a rookie quarterback. This defense was all-time bad last year, right? You were on the hot seat until y'all went on a win streak. I cannot bank on going on a seven, eight game win streak and, you know, like saving my job again. So I need guys that's going to come in and immediately play. Will Levis is not going to immediately play. We know that Will Levis has all the tools in the world, but at this point, to this point, he appears to be a developmental guy, right? So you're talking about year one, year two, probably year two-ish to three when you really feel comfortable. So with that being said, if I'm the GM and the head coach, I'm not pulling the trigger on that. I'm saying, no, I'm getting me a defensive starter. I'm getting me a cornerback, whether that's Christian Gonzalez, you know, anybody, right? And and I'm getting me a media impact player. So that that was the pick for me that was like, I wouldn't want to do it, right? And not saying that I don't think it's a good fit. And I think because, you know, you have to read, and that's the thing with these mock drafts, right? You have to read their perspective and the insight. So, you know, I, I read the the um, the paragraph under the put under the pick, and I fully understood where he was coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, man, if I was in those shoes, I wouldn't make that move because I'm trying to save my job. And let's be honest, the perspective next year is going to be that this. The Green Bay Packers should be an okay team. The Minnesota Vikings, you know, everybody's going to say they quote-unquote choked in the playoffs, right? Chicago mm-hmm. Bears are still in developmental stages. And everybody's kind of the, – the, the Lions will be that trendy team. So there is no more not making the playoffs, right? So you don't have any more room forever – Forever, I'm sorry, if you're Dan Campbell and if you're the general manager. So if I'm the general manager, I'm drafting a, a player that I know can play for me. Like, you can't play two quarterbacks at one time. So I'm drafting no, I, a I, player. No, I, I have to cut you off. I love that. I love the explanation, Keith, just simply because Dan Campbell, who's a good coach, and I think he's yeah. great for this city, for this team. We know how impatient GMs and owners in the NFL can be to where Even if he misses the playoff bases. again – how can you walk in and say, give me another year? Yeah, fan fan bases, like like the Lions fan base will forget that they're the Lions, right? Like they were like, oh, man, we got a Super Bowl team in this. So they'll forget that they're actually the Lions and then start thinking, you know, so if you went go, what, 7 and 10 next year, you know, it'll fire him. We have a team good enough. So I'm I'm 100% on, on par with you with that. No, I, I and I think, like you said, the will I, – I, I really believe that – Dan Campbell could be great for Will Levis, but like you said, the the the, the clock is ticking. So, like you said, the, the defense not being what it what it needed to be last year, right? So you use these 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 early picks and you get, get the the impact players defensively. So, like you said, this this division is up for grabs. Aaron Rodgers is on his way to green oh. to, to, to to you know still going to be in green, but it's going to be in New York with that gang green with the Jets once they figure out the trade compensation, but. That's going to be out of the division now. He's going to be out of the conference. He's going to be in the AFC, right? Battling with Josh Allen, those boys. So you're looking at Dan Campbell. You're looking at the situation like I got Jared Goff, I got DeAndre Swift, I got Mara St. Brown, Jameson Williams is healthy, right? We got to get into the young tight end. We got a great yeah. offensive line. 
one of the better young play callers in football, great defensive mind in Aaron Glenn. We just got to get Aaron Glenn some help defensively with some corners, another edge rusher, a defensive line, potentially linebacker, right? You got to get some more dogs in there, man. Some some guys is going to come out there and help you really compete in this in this division. And like you said, Jordan Love, first-year starter, Keith, right? Kirk Cousins, we know what he is, right? You know, he, we, he know he's a – Solid to to oak to potentially good quarterback. He's just not a franchise guy. So, and then of course Justin Fields is the young. He's the the, the, the X factor in this in this uh, division where Detroit. If you don't handle business versus him, that's probably who takes his division from you. Is yeah. the is, in my opinion, it could be the Bears. So I'm with you uh, wholeheartedly, Keith. I really like Will Levis could work there, but from a timing standpoint, it's not a fit. It's it's the clear right person wrong time, right? It's, it's one of those time. relationships. Like, man, look, it's just it's just bad timing, right? Right person, just wrong time. We gotta move on. If so I that, met you five reason. years ago, maybe right. some it, things, things would have been different. Yeah, things could have been different. Things could have been different. So, man, we're talking about man. We went through our best picks. We went through our worst picks. Now we're gonna do our thing. We're gonna bring you the sleeper picks, man. Coming up next, myself, DP. We're gonna choose our sleeper picks from this uh from this mock draft. The best sports book in America is FanDuel. And guys, if you are a new customer, great news for you. You get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's super safe, secure, and it's really easy to use. And you can bet on multiple things, money lines, uh, spreads, NBA bets like you know points, player props, rebounds, assists, all of that good stuff, exclusive bets. Um, but also, FanDuel allows you to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, guys. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every, make every moment more with FanDuel. Sleepers, Keith. I'm talking these are these are the picks where people are have their heads on the pillows and they're not trying to wake up on Monday morning. They don't try to wake up for these picks, man. What pick stood out to you? Or you like you looked at this mock and, and you saw this pick, and the first thing you said is like, man, people are not gonna talk about this pick until this player is killing it on the field. Yeah, if you're sleeping, you better wake up, man. And I'm talking about <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers drafting Oklahoma wide receiver Marvin Mims. That's the pick right there. That's exactly what the Los Angeles Chargers have been missing, man. They've been missing that deep ball, vertical threat, take the top off, just easy speed, natural speed, pure speed, can run away from probably any defensive back in the NFL when he's on full tilt, man. I thought this was just a perfect complimentary piece. And once again, like we said, man, this second round, this second round is where you find your gems. If I'm a GM, I want two or three second round picks in in this upcoming (laughs) class because this is where you're going to find your value man because we talk about wide receivers like josh downs from north carolina you know we talk about zay flowers from boston college marvin mims has the opportunity to be just as productive as those guys right and then you're talking about pairing them up because what we always say wide receivers one of the most um reliant positions right they rely upon the quarterback to get them the football but guess who's this guy's quarterback Justin Herbert, right? One of the strongest arms in the NFL. So he's going to get the ball to him easily. So I think this is this is a perfect matchup. Like in Marvin Mims comes into the situation as wide receiver three. But I think with his athleticism, and then obviously we know the injury history between Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, he has a chance to emerge as wide receiver two, like a, a real um, 
you know, a real threat in this offense. And I kind of liken it to, and this is not a player comp, but you remember when Tyler Lockett first got with the Seattle Seahawks mm, and he yep. still had like Doug Baldwin and those guys on the outside. And then Tyler Lockett was just consistent at what he does, right? And then next thing you know, you look up and then Tyler Lockett is like, okay, this is a fringe Pro, pro Bowl type football player paired with Russell Wilson. So I think Marvin Mims can do the same type of thing, but I think he's a more explosive and exciting type of football player. So, man, when I seen that pick, I said, I said, my guy, Ian, this is the pick right here, man. This is the pick. I love this pick. This is the sleeper pick. Keith, I, I like that pick a whole lot. It was when I looked at it, I looked over. Uh, just some, like you said, the simple fact of having Mike Williams, um, you know, and, and Keenan Allen, who are still going to be there, right? But then bringing this up, four three six for with a quarterback that loves the deep ball, who wants to push it downfield and make those explosive plays through the air, Keith, and, and all the, the, the run game, the run action, the, the naked boots, the deep boots that we've talked about a lot with him, with, with Justin, uh, Justin Herbert. You get him on that deep boot and you get that isolated one-on-one with Marvin Mims and his off coverage, skinny post, and he gets past, he crosses face, gets past that DB. And you know Herbert's going to unleash it. He's going to launch that rocket, man. So I, I, I like that pick a lot. And I think he's an underrated route runner as well in Marvin Mims, um, a guy that could play inside and out. Uh, so I yeah, think it gives you gives that offense more flexibility with the, with, with, uh, with the OC who is uh, um, came from Dallas. Kellen Moore, yeah. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Like he's yeah. a new OC over there. So, man, you know, now he's got more weapons – that he's had, you know, on this offense that he did in Dallas, you know, you know, especially after they traded Amari Cooper. So I, I like that Marvin Mims pick a lot. I'm going to stick with the second round and wide receiver, Keith, and I'm going to go to Zay Flowers okay. going to the Indianapolis Colts. I like this pick a whole lot, Keith, and the reason this, why. Go ahead. I was going to say this feels very similar to the Marvin Mims situation yep. and the fact that I think Zay Flowers is a perfect complement to uh, Michael Pittman and um, was that guy from from Cincinnati? Oh, um, Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, yeah, two big body wide receivers, and now you have Zay Flowers Bro, to stick in there. All they have is a bunch of trees over there, a bunch of towers. Alec yeah. Pierce, uh, Michael Pittman, uh, Jelani Woods, Mo Alley Cox, both of those two big guys at tight end. They yep. lost Paris Campbell, who went to the to the Giants in free agency. So now you slide Zay Flowers, who I believe can play outside. You know, it's kind of kind of similar build. He's not as bulky as Steve Smith Sr. when he was with the Panthers, yeah. but kind of a similar height, weight type proportion. Steve Smith, I've listened to him talk about Zay. He loves Zay. So I, I think, you know, he could play outside like Steve Smith. But in this offense, Keith, no matter who's that quarterback, he gonna, he's more than likely going to be thrown right into the slot. And now you got yourself some trouble as a defensive coordinator because you got to worry about the run game, a healthy Jonathan Taylor, right? The offensive line getting back to playing 2020, 2020 and 2021 physical, vertical pushing football. And you want to play, you know, single high, bring a safety down to stop Taylor. But then you have those big, you know, those two big dudes outside. So you got to focus on that. Alec Pierce is a deep ball guy, right? With with legitimate speed at six foot three, six foot four. Now Zay Flowers can just be that slot machine, baby, like we in Vegas, oh. right? Just pull a lever and, and give it to him, and, and them coins gonna come, man. And I, I think that whoever the quarterback is, Zay Flowers, which me and you talked about this recently, Zay Flowers is one of those receivers that he could fill a multitude of roles multitude. for offense, in my opinion, yeah. and for this offense, and put especially if it's a young quarterback. 
a la maybe an Anthony Richardson. But if it's a young QB, right, you want to give him somebody that can win quick and he can get the ball out of his hands quickly, especially after the play action. And he also is a vertical threat himself. So the manufactured touches, all the different things that that um that Zay Flowers brings, the young the yards after the catch, the, the explosiveness, the, the body control, man, this would be a great fit. If he fell to the second round, the coach would be able to scoop him up. No, I like it. I like it, man. And I'm going through real quick because I know we stopped at the second round, right? But I, I see two other picks, um, guys that I'm high on that I'm stamping as, uh, you know, Keith Sanchez, Coach K, two <laughs> players, man, key prospects, man. And I'm going Xavier Hutchison going to Baltimore. I really like that fit, especially if Lamar Jackson is going to stay. And I think that was a third round pick. If Lamar Jackson is going to stay, you're talking about Xavier Hutchison paired with Rashad Bateman. And then in the fourth round, man, my guy cornerback from Louisville, Key Trail Clark, going to the Dallas Cowboys. So now you have Trayvon Diggs, you have Stephon Gilmore, you have Deron Blandon, you have a guy like Key Trail Clark who is scrappy as hell, man. I, th- I think it's definitely um, a, a complimentary piece, a, a good value pick right there because I think that's a potential starter. That guy is scrappy as hell and he makes football plays. I, I really got to get eyes on Key You've been telling me about it for months. I'm, I'm- – Clearly, I'm sleeping in this segment because I have not watched the kid yet, but I'm going to soon, man. I'm excited to get get eyes on him. Keith, I want to throw out two names myself. Jack, third round, 88th pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars getting Bryce Ford Wheaton, wide receiver out of West Virginia, yeah. six foot four, 220 guy. They ran a 438 at the combine. Keith, this offense is getting Calvin Ridley. They got um uh, my man, they, they got out of Arizona last year. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name Kurt. right now. Yeah, Christian, Christian Kurt. Kurt, one of my guys, man. Evan Ingram, you know, they they had, uh, you know, Marvin, uh, why Marvin am I blanking Jones. on his name? Jones, Jesus. So, yeah, so, like, now you you, you really look at it like, man, Bryce we, for Wheaton could be that big body, big play X receiver that Trevor Lawrence is kind of used to from his time at Clemson. So I really like this pick as a sleeper. And then a guy that I'm, you know, I've watched a little bit of tape on him. He's kind of climbing for me, Keith. Kendra Miller, the TCU running back. Got him going to the Dallas Cowboys to pair it with Tony Pollard. And I like that because he's a strong downhill runner, physical, finishes runs very well. And that his style meshes very well with Tony Pollard's dual threat ability. Yeah, I like those. I like those, man. And I want to close this out, man, real quick, DP, before you shut us down, man. Just give Ian his credit, right, man? It's tough. Yeah, great mock. Those mock drafts together, man. You went seven rounds. We, uh, you know, we gave you your credit. Then we got after you a little bit. But all in all, it's exciting. So as our listeners, man, make sure y'all go check that mock draft out. And, um, you know, comment, man. Comment on YouTube. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how you feel about the mock draft also and, and the picks for your selected teams. For sure, for sure. But as always, guys, we thank y'all so much for all the love and support. Um, go to like, like he just said, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like, comment, and as always, hit the bell notification so that you are aware of all the content we drop and that you can come back, come back every day and enjoy it. And then follow, find us and follow us on your favorite audio podcasting apps as well. Uh, go on there, subscribe, download, share, leave a five star review. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. As always, you know, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Come back with us tomorrow for Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at DTalentCo. I'm Damian Parson. Uh, you can find me at DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.